again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast for new games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from varying skill range. I am the assassin master of this episode, Andrew. With me, our assassin trainer who just likes to cut his fingers off, Keith. Hello. And our assassin lore expert, our returning special guest, Javier from Nerd Talk Plus. Hey, everyone. How we doing? This week. This week. They're not going to respond to you, Javier, <laughs> but I'm doing good. But uh, this week we had a list of requests. So thank you so much, Fireball, for recommending that we play Assassin's Creed Odyssey by Ubisoft. Wait, what? Assassin's Creed Odyssey by Ubisoft. Did you play a wrong game, Keith? Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. I almost did, though. I, I downloaded Valhalla and then you caught it and uh, fixed it. I played Odyssey. I really it was did. funny. I, I can't remember if it was you, Javier, or whether it's someone or Liz. It was like, you might want to remind Keith what game it is after uh, Keith, you know, failed to do, you know, Star Wars Battlefront, did Battlefront <laughs> one instead of two. So, yeah, I guess that's on me to remind Keith now. But but it's good you did. You could always check the, the events under the Discord. Yeah, I know. Now, <laughs> no, I, now, I've actually started a calendar now for Keith so he can remember what game that we were playing. So hopefully that'll help keep him remember, remind him. But uh, yes, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. If you can't tell, you know, this is typical. This is once again, I guess you can first answer this question, Javier. So there, this is kind of like a new trilogy, right? Well, then they kind of changed it. So yeah, kind of like yeah. A trilogy of Origin, Odyssey, and Valhalla. I just forgot about that one. Right. Yeah. Is there another one? Yeah. The, the, or, the, the new trilogy starts with Origins, which this actually connects to. But this is actually the second game in the trilogy. They pulled uh, what any Hollywood movie does, basically. And this actually is like basically like a prequel. Because if you think about it, like Sparta and Greece, and yeah. the it takes about 422 BC during the Papalonian Wars, during like 300 and stuff. And that is way, way ahead of when Origins takes place, which was the first game in the trilogy, and takes place in Egypt during like you know, the times of pharaohs and stuff. So Yes. Which, but okay. So I guess first you had to get a little bit of the story as Javier kind of said. You, so this takes place there in the ancient Roman times. You know, you were playing as a Mystios, which is essentially a mercenary. Yeah, we're going around. And yeah, you are a, originally a Spartan. You find out from your family history that you were cast off the mountain while you're sibling was going to be cast off a mountain in which you end up also being cast off the mountain to be killed. But of course you survived, grew up as a child, as an orphan and become a mystios and try to uncover the history of your past and try to unravel the mystery of a cult that is trying to run the world. But the unique thing about this one is you can actually choose between a male and a female character, which I guess you can explain this too, Javier. Does that change the story at all? I don't. It changes some of the things, but it's mostly changes the performance, like the voice acting performance. Which makes and sense. <laughs> um, Ubisoft, Ubisoft has confirmed that Cassandra is the canon choice. Oh. So if you want to go with the like the can the canonical thing to do, you play as Cassandra and you get the canonical story of Assassin's Creed. Which starting off, that's what I did. I don't know if you guys. Yeah. And, and well, and I just as a quick side then. Out of curiosity, and I, I, if this does cross over into a spoiler type of question, then you mentioned multiple endings. Does that have anything to do with picking Cassandra or Alexios, or is that just 
that just or, changes the character model, but there is choices that can you, change your ending. Okay. Well, yeah, I kind of, I, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I think I did pick Alexios, or I don't think I know I did. <laughs> I don't know why I said I think. That'd be He's confusing. Like, <laughs> I, am, am I a male or female? <laughs> Can't quite tell with the voice acting. But uh, <laughs> so getting into this, Gamer Pass, for me, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, this is a, this is, a game. I really enjoy Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You know, I doubt we're going to be playing through Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. These are very heavy games. And from at least, so I consider myself kind of a part time fan of Assassin's Creed. Now, probably, I don't know. I've played a lot of the Assassin's Creed. I didn't really play much of Origins. I played some of it. I played a good chunk of Valhalla. And I played, obviously, a good amount of Odyssey. And I got to say, out of all the three choices, Odyssey is probably my favorite due to the fact usually because I like Greek mythology and that kind of era. So for me, as like a history standpoint, I think it's a lot more fun. But if you're going to pick and choose what game you want to play, to me, they're all pretty similar between Origin, Odyssey, and Valhalla. I guess you could argue with me, uh, Javier. But it's kind of a preference of choice. If you're only going to play one, I guess play one that kind of speaks to you as like, what history period you like, but yeah, this is a lot of fun. Uh, the story is Assassin's Creed. It's a, it plays obviously with the Templar and the, no, the Templar is the assassins, but obviously it's a bit different with this one of the cult. But anyway, it, this, if you've played Assassin's Creed games, to me, the story wasn't anything too that much different. Granted, I didn't beat the end of it. Maybe the ending might change my mind, but I think Odyssey is a lot of fun. Cause I like the shit battles and Odyssey reminds me mostly of my favorite Assassin's Creed, which I'm going to ask you, Javier, because I feel like most people agree my favorite Assassin's Creed is Black Flag. And this one kind of reminds me most of Black Flag. So yeah, it's uh, a game. Well, my favorite is Brotherhood. <laughs> uh, Brotherhood's good, but I love Black Flag. The, I don't know. Black, Black, Black Flag's Flag great too, though. And, and that's part of the thing. These games, this new trilogy is made kind of like on a Call of Duty type of system where it's two teams making the games. And it's usually the Black Flag team coming in and making the game, making new systems, innovating on the series. And then the other team comes in and just kind of like, yeah, just, just they just make the next game. And while the other team's making and innovating for the next one. So, <laughs> so but, Javier, why don't you go? Is this a game or pass for you? This is a definite game. This is a no brainer. If you can only play one game or you just want to sink your time into one game. This is a great game to do it to all the side quests have their own story. It seems like it's not just do this for the sake of doing this, go get 10 corn and give it back to me. At <laughs> least still some of those, there is still some of those, but at least for the base game, most of them have their own story and conclusion. And yeah. that for me is a win versus a lot of just, Get this so we can give you the next skill. So which, this is your favorite of the three? Of the of the three, this is my favorite so far, yeah. I fell off Valhalla. I don't know. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, Valhalla's not like I played quite a bit of it, but it just it's not hooking me as much. For one, I like North mythology I know a lot of. So like as it was like unraveling this story, I'm like, yeah, I know that's Odin. Like I know what's gonna happen with Fenrir. I know what happens with Loki. Like I kind of get what's going on. And I didn't care for the traversal. Like the raids got super repetitive. And also when you're raiding as a Viking, if people actually know history, they're very brutal. And in Assassin's Creed, they really turn it down. 
which is understandable, which is understandable, but, uh, (laughs) I think that's more than reasonable, (laughs) but it is gonna, it's still just something that's kind of like, uh, okay. I feel like that's something that detracts from the new Assassin's Creed. It's more of a hodgepodge of things instead of picking what it wants to be. If you compare it to the older games, they're, they're more dedicated to being in that fictional world but it's still like real world history they're just doing their take on the events yeah whereas these makes sense as the new ones they're a little bit of that a little bit of our own thing a little bit of they can't commit to a single thing which is fine but i feel in the end that that does hurt the game yeah yeah so i have i don't know i have a short history with assassin's creed i know all about it ish but I think I played one of the original trilogies. I and I don't I don't even know if I could tell you which one it was at this point. So I don't know. It's weird. I I kind of came into playing this one with I don't want to say low expectations, but just kind of thinking I was gonna know what I was getting into. And I think I got everything I expected. But what impressed me most is that I felt like I was doing a lot more than I was in those original ones. And maybe it's a time thing. Maybe it's just, you know, how they've evolved the gameplay overall. But I felt like there was just a lot more things. Maybe it's not things to do, but I don't know, just the, the like the ship traversal and things yeah. like that just added a new element. Was it great? No, it had its quirks and maybe it gets better. But overall, I, I thought it was a fun new element to it. And I don't know, I felt in a lot of ways to me, it was like, not reskinned, I won't say that, but it, it felt like it had the same of like Shadows of Mordor. And that's the same type of like assassin game I love. So I never actually said it, but the Assassin's Creed Odyssey is a game for me. And I, I really have enjoyed it. And I, I kind of wish I had sunk my teeth into it a little bit earlier than I did. Obviously, I kind of powered through over the weekend and I think plugged in I don't know, 10 plus hours and had a ton of fun. Kind of wish I'd, I'd done more, but overall it's it's a, it's a ton of fun and so if you like having the because especially I, I i say this all the time i hate stealth and what i like about the assassin's creed games is the stealth feels pretty manageable and when you don't screw it i, I don't know just go ham on everyone and it doesn't feel like you're you're under leveled or underprepared for that in most cases i remember earlier assassin's creed i generally didn't like the series because of that i felt like you could not stealth and it was always kind of at at a certain point where it's just like, yeah, you just got to fight people. And it's like, I don't feel like an assassin, like, because all the trailers were always like these cool kills and stuff like that. But then when you play the game, it's like, nah, there's no way you can assassinate this target silently. But the series has improved so much with that. I, I the, do feel like an assassin. Well, well I will say I thought the assassinations weren't as cool in this as they were in some of the Shadows of Mordor. To me personally, like, and they yeah. weren't as smooth when they were like the ledge takedowns in particular. Those I didn't find smooth just as a, like a very specific point. But overall, yeah, I found myself like accidentally sneaking into bases and being like, oh, I'm like sneakily doing this. And I didn't even oh. mean to. It's funny you reference Shadow Mordor because I don't know if you remember when Shadow Mordor first came out, there was actually controversy that uh, accusations that the people from Shadow Mordor stole assets from Assassin's Creed in the movement and the climbing from mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed. There was like a hot period of that where, you know, there was controversy going around. Looking at you, yep. pal world. And and <laughs> and to be and to be fair, to come back at both of you with what you've said, Assassin's Creed Odyssey got a, as close to the Nemesis system mm-hmm. as you could, 
without getting nice a copyright choice. strike, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's some Power World stuff going on with what Odyssey's doing there. So God, I, we've that, thought of it multiple times, like, God, Nemesis System was patented. What a waste of a patent. Uh, like, bring such that a shame. to other games. Come on. Cause it'd be great. Even my kids, I've been, I've been playing Shadow of War lately, not to go off topic, but they're like, Oh my God, this is so cool. Why can't all characters be like that? No. And I'm like, patents. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do like the mercenary system. And I thought that that was a fun element of them, like traveling around and I don't know, you kind of stumble upon them and whatnot. I was, yeah. I was having fun with that. And, and as for stealth, I feel like Odyssey try to correct it. But I, I actually think the stealth is a lot better in the older games, especially with them with them doing the whole if you stab them at the right time, you get a one-shot kill. And Origins and Odyssey got rid of that along because they added uh gated levels to the islands. So there, you could have an instance where if you go off the beaten path, you end up with some level 20 lines that one-shot you, versus if you stay up on, on the the story path as one would say in quotations then you you find lions that you can fight so in Which in that case because that's happened to me a couple of times where i'm just like i'm gonna explore the map and then it's like that there's a wolf that's just what hits me exactly and i feel like then they corrected that again in valhalla where it's like and then they give you the option do you want to play it where sneaking a stealth kill is a one shot for you or do you want to play the style we want where it's dependent on your damage and the gear you have and for for me i always like the one shot kill because that makes sense if you're assassinating someone you're not gonna take two three shots or you've been waiting for the moment to stab them in the neck that's true yeah (laughs) well it's, it's like a weird thing i i was i was thinking of as i'm going through it is that you know, you have these epic kills and these gory things where you shove your dagger through the bottom of their chin and Which rip I love. it out the top of their I head. I love the assassinations. And, like, <laughs> and, and I'm and I'm kind of sitting there with this thought that you had, Javier. I'm like, who, what human versus another is like, that's cool. You can just dagger through my brain. I'm cool. But at the same time, I guess I, I only kind of brushed it off as like a perception thing, almost like... And, and to that degree, it was, I think, especially having a, a more minimal history with the Assassin's Creed games, I'm looking at it and seeing just a lot more RPG leveling up type of elements and having fun with that aspect of it, like how I, you know, choose the warrior versus hunter and assassin builds and, and things like that. Which I want to get into the skill tree building a little bit. But first, we get, we got into story. Oh, yeah, so, we kind as of I, glaze over I that. Know. So as I said with the story, you know, you were playing as a young person who grew up essentially as like an orphan. You know, you're you're training as a mercenary. You know, you live on this really tiny island, but you come across yep. you know, this person who seems to know your past and know your history. And he gives you a task to assassinate a Spartan general, which then you realize that is actually your you know, long lost father that who tried to throw you off yeah. a mountain. Who try to you know fulfill his Spartan duties and sacrifice his children? So you go off, you go, you find your own ship, you find your own crew, and you start sailing the seas and start unraveling the, this mystery of the cult of the cosmos, who essentially has cult members all over the you know ancient world, and they are trying to run and govern things their way. And so you are trying to figure it out as to who's the mystery behind it. Well, that's the main story, but then typical in Assassin's Creed, there's also a present story 
which I don't know anything about. So <laughs> this is why Javier is here. I, I, I have gotten less and less interested in the present world, which is really unfortunate. When the first Assassin's Creed came out, it was a cool concept that it's like, oh, you are playing these past assassins, but it's the present or like more future times and the assassins and Templars are still at war. But then it starts to get into weird like alien gods. And and I remember even at one point, the writers at Ubisoft said, we have no idea where we're going with the story. <laughs> and once I read that, I'm just like, I am no longer interested in like the future anymore. I just like the past, what is going on in the game. And that is it. But I, I had a moment like that too, but it was an article where I read that Ubisoft basically knew the end. Like they have the end game. They have the game. That's going to be the end of the whole series, but they also admitted that they're going to milk it to getting to that point as much as they can. And I'm like, ah, is this going to be like, Something I don't get to see in my lifetime that my kids will be like, man, dad would have loved the end of this game. He, he'd been playing this series for years. When and I was a kid, brotherhood was the hotness. <laughs> yeah, no, and and you kind of you kind of glossed over. Uh, we we did talk the main story, but the the guy's name's actually Marcos, and the the guy that saves you at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like his whole deal is saving kids and then turning them into like. Yeah, quote unquote mystios uh, yeah well <laughs> i mean i i kind of got a is it like maybe not lost boys but like in pinocchio there's like <laughs> a little band of like orphan boys that he just yeah. to steal from people but yeah he's he's kind of like that but it is weird like i i've run this weird balance because i i i obviously i don't really have a lot of problem with games cursing and things like that and I know that this is taking place in ancient Greek and they're speaking English and all of these things, but the way they speak is maybe I'm getting ahead again, but it's like, I don't want to say off-putting because it's entertaining. I actually like the dialogue between for me, Alexios and Marcos, they're, you know, mm-hmm. they're like buddy cop, if you will. But at the same time, it, it's a weird vibe for the overall atmosphere, but I don't know. Maybe they—I don't know what it was like in ancient Greek. Maybe no. they just, you know, busted on each other all the time. They made fun of each other, and that's how it was. So, like, I, I don't know. I a hundred percent agree with you, Keith. Like, that is a personal pet peeve of mine. But I also enjoyed just, it though, because it's—it's it is entertaining, and that's where I struggled. Yes, but there's definitely just some dialogue that I'm just like, because like, all right, case in point. New show. I I love the Castlevania anime series. That they came out with a new one recently, Castlevania Nocturne. I honestly like checked out a little bit out of that series when one of the characters says he's useless AF. They, they actually <laughs> swear, but when they said that, I'm like, that was the worst thing I've ever heard. It literally killed the show for me when they used a dialogue as AF, and I was like, are you kidding me? Like this is like French Revolution times. Nobody's using that phrase, and like, and I got that some a little bit in Odyssey when they're some of the dialogue they're saying. It's just like, like this is weird. You know, you know the what what got me through that is uh, because my 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 uh, my girl, she's actually her family's like from Greece. They're Greek and like her grandmother's still alive and all that. So she speaks Greek and all that. So when I started playing this game, the first thing I did was learn all the, the curse words at that time, <laughs> you know, because of course they do that in Greek does. for whatever they reason. That's in Greek. I want to know the swears. <laughs> well, I figured Malakis is a good one. Yeah. I just a lot when they're mad at somebody. Well, I got to Malaka. <laughs> <laughs> I got to beat that too. <laughs> 
Well, you only got a the if you got a lot of Greek fans, then yeah, you should bleep <laughs> that. Oh man, I I broke my rule. I was like, I got to get under two curses this episode. <laughs> it's, it's fine, but uh, it it's it's. For me, I just pretend it's like the old translated Japanese movies. Like I'm a big Godzilla fan, and as as you know, those those movies like the mouth does not match what the dub is saying <laughs> yeah, or the like subtitles the are saying. So for me, that's relatable. <laughs> and, and yeah, in my mind, it's like they're all really speaking Greek, but it's translated as best as it could be by the animus. <laughs> The, you know, what? I'll give you that, especially where there, like, there's already a weird time travel element to it. So she's like living as the person in there, right? Like, in yeah, theory, that's the the current day person is living as that person. So I guess that yeah, kind of, that that checks out a little bit. So you're reliving your ancestors' memories through DNA, is how the animus works. Huh. So I, yeah, I had a really random question. This is off topic, but you were talking about how they had the ending to this, and how you know maybe you'll never see the ending in your lifetime. What if the creators of Super Mario Brothers had some ultimate finale ending to that game, and that they never told us about? And one day they were just like, "This is it. This is the end of all Mario lore," and just dropped one final game in Mario I, Kart, and all of it is part of it. It's in all reality they're dead lore. and they're in I, limbo. And that I would be okay with that. Wacky games. It's just I would be okay off. with that because as as long as they do that and they don't tell me, hey, I know the end of Super Mario Brothers. I'm just not gonna tell you till you give me enough money. That's fine. But what Ubisoft did was basically like, we need we need more money. You want the end? Give us more money. That yeah. is true. Ubisoft is <laughs> such a gross company, but I mean, no longer gross compared to like Blizzard Activision. But yeah, that's this is also just a thing with like even booting this game up, just like the main menu is just littered with like stories, DLC, paid content, this and that. And it's just like, my gosh. And then even when you're playing the game, you know, because you got to buy the premium currency, which is Helix coins, even they have a tab called Time Savers. So it's like you purposely design your game to waste time. Please give us money so you don't have to play the game as long and save some of your time. It's just like, oh, this is so gross. Yeah, I and, don't like that. And part of it does feel very gross because at least I don't like my grossness in that form. But that that, that <laughs> almost like feels like grossness. <laughs> that you know, because what's the at, at the end of the day, what's the difference between that and spending twenty five bucks on a strategy guide? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I prefer the strategy guide because I like my physical books. I'm a weird book guy. Yeah, and to me, I I actually own the time saver packs. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I own the time saver packs. You're I'm, part of the problem, Javier. My, my 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 gamer tag is well at seal. That's supposed to it, it wouldn't let me write well eat seal, so it has to say well at seal. <laughs> but as you know, a whale in gaming is they're the people that cause the problems, and yeah, I'm yep. part of the problem, unfortunately. <laughs> So what are the time savers exactly? Just getting uh, resources faster, getting money faster. Actually, no. They mark all the like the hidden locations for you. They mark all the collectibles for you. Oh Pretty yeah, there's those yeah too. Well, yeah. Multiple I like things, that yeah. aspect. I had a lot of fun with, and and maybe it gets repetitive as you really get deeper into the story and the gameplay. But I had a lot of fun with like you know using the bird as a tactical advantage of scoping an area. Yeah. So I enjoyed that, and I think that's that's a pretty like that goes back to all the Assassin's Creed games, right? Yeah, it's also a very standard Ubisoft thing of like, hey, there's a million things in the screen, 
have fun with all of them. And I, and I think that's why I was probably about 10 hours plus in, and I was only on episode two because I did every single thing I think I could possibly do on the first Island. It's like, I don't know. This is just kind of fun. And one of the neat things is I think actually because I had downloaded Valhalla plus whatever previous Assassin's Creed game I had, I had a whole bunch of legendary gear that it started me off with. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. And I'm sure Andrew, you probably had even more than I did. So, yeah. when, you know, you're running around fully geared out. I'm like, this actually doesn't feel too hard. Like I, I felt like I probably should have done a higher difficulty, uh, but, but, but then you got to level up that gear because then even though it's legendary, it starts <laughs> to get weak. That is you true, gotta, but I also like that though, is that you, it, and, you know, we've, uh, we've touched on gameplay a lot. I don't know if I, I can just keep going back to it, but I liked that aspect of it where you could continuously upgrade your gear and it always could feel and stay relevant. But it's really expensive to do. Yeah, it is. It, it, it definitely was, but, but I, like, so, I still like it. Something that counteracts that though is how cool their transmog system is. Which is like, I, I don't know if you never dabbled with it. I, I saw oh. in the tips that it had it, but I never dabbled with it. Yeah. So it's, it's amazing. So as long as it's the same type of weapon or armor, you can change it to make it look like whatever type of weapon or armor you want. So you always look exactly like you want, and you can always have the weapon you have look exactly like you want, but have the stats of the, the best weapon you can get, which yeah. is something I appreciated. And it's actually something that got added later on. I don't think it had that at launch. Well, it, or or like Odyssey in particular didn't have it at launch. Odyssey or, or, or Origins, they just you know they just launching they, games over here and then they adding had features. It, they have it for Valhalla. They had that at yeah. Valhalla and launch. Yeah. Well, because I can see it like making sense as they build the game out further, and you have all these different skins and costumes and things. You you might want to bring them into your your current games. Like if you didn't have all that to begin with, it might not have made sense in the earlier games, I guess. Yeah. Cause I, I liked having, you know, some 1920s British bowlers on my ship. I had well, those too. <laughs> well, well pers- personally, like one of the crazier crossovers was in origins, but you could turn your camel into a chocobo from final fantasy 15. <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> so that, I mean, that was one of my favorites. About- Taking yourself out of the element of the the environment, I guess that's <laughs> that's a big way to do it. Hey, I, if I want to be an Egyptian marshal on a chocobo, I'm gonna be an Egyptian marshal on a chocobo. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not arguing with it. And and you know, Andrew, you make a valid point. We don't have any proof that there was no chocobo yeah. in ancient Egypt. We just didn't. You know, they might have gone extinct. We just unfortunately didn't get any fossils. They they could yep. have existed. We may not have proof that they did, but we don't. That'd have proof be epic. That they didn't either. <laughs> Maybe they rode ostriches back then. That's possible. Uh, that's ex- that maybe that, that that's maybe possible. ostrich are chocobos. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we just we just uncovered the mystery here. <laughs> but yeah, so oh well, so Javier. So as someone who maybe is only like me, was like I I, I don't know why I, I call myself a part time Assassin's Creed fan. I played almost all of them, but I have I've never been excited for any of them. And so I've, I've, like I said, I've given up on like the future story. Is it worth investigating? Like, is it still that interesting? Literally the last one I remember is when you were playing, they originally had a main character. Was his name Miles? But no, his died. name is Desmond. Desmond, Desmond Miles. That's what it was. And he died. And then after that, I was like, I don't know what else is going on. But that that's was like where five I, Assassin's Creed's ago. 
that's that's where I sent you that question uh, earlier, where I was like, "How deep do you want me to go on on the episode?" Because as a slight spoiler, I can tell you Desmond does come back. I'm not gonna tell you when. <laughs> Feeling. Because like even you find his corpse, it was just like, oh, he's not quite identifiable. So it's like, mm, okay. But but then it, you got to think back. Desmond was talking to a subject that was there before him, that was inside the program permanently, right? So anything's possible, really. It's so then- yeah. Because I remember with Black Flag, you're interacting with a guy in the past, but he's also in the future, and it's just like, what is this? this yeah, it's so weird. It got it got weird there for sure, and then especially when they they try to make it so they didn't have an element, that was the most annoying to me. I forgot which one it was. I think it was Syndicate that did it, but it was the one where they're like, "Oh, we're a gaming company and we're making games based on yeah, that was the past of your DNAs," and they just kind of had a hint at the other games and other protagonists and characters from the main story of the future story. But if you're into the if if you pay attention if, if you start in Origins you have the same main person which is she's the new Desmond, her name is okay. Layla, and she's also in Valhalla, as far as I've gotten. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the second DLC, which is called the Fate of Atlantis, she gets a very important item, and she she should be around for a while, depending on what happens all Valhalla. But I can get into that later if you'd like. Is it a gun? Does she get a gun? <laughs> I, I just wait for what yeah. Assassin's Creed. We just get like a handgun. You she gets blasting people. <laughs> no, no, no. And You're gonna love this, man. <laughs> You're gonna love actually this. Bring an item back to the past with you. <laughs> no, she gets something called the Staff of uh, Hermes, which is literally a staff with the two snakes from the hospital. You know, like yeah. hospitals have. Yeah, it's that, and it grants her immortality. Spoiler, I guess. So well, I like you say it first. That's <laughs> yeah, and I should have said it second. But right. Andrew will just cut it and figure it out. No, I feel like if you're if you're someone who's just dabbling in this future story, I, I at some point I'm just gonna look up a YouTube video when there's enough pieces. But at the moment, like as soon as it kicked me out of the Animus, as, as every Assassin's Creed does, you, it always kicks you out at some point. We're like, you need to take a break, and you can mm-hmm. like wander around the world. I I literally just like go right back in i'm like i don't care i don't want to read emails because that's all it usually is is just reading emails and i'm like this is not a fun story to just read emails yeah you read emails or they talk to you yeah and i'm like okay i've i mean and and i know you said there's a mean there there's an ultimate ending to it or that they have a planned ultimate ending but in a weird way it almost feels like it's become a means to an end like it started with this cool concept and now it's just like well we have these cool stories to tell under the assassin's creed window and oh yeah this is how we justify them all being in the same universe but it's i mean they could really just be their own independent stories without all of it maybe i don't i again this is i have literally no background other than i remember (laughs) the first one i played where i i thought it was a cool concept never touched it and then here i am with odyssey well it's like Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. What I was saying is like, that's part of what irks me about this, this game or this series is because now, like, I don't know if you guys saw the Assassin's Creed VR game that came out recently, but it's like as someone who, 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 I don't necessarily take pride in knowing it, but I, I really like knowing everything. And once you think you know everything, when they start going back and adding stories, 
to characters, it's a lot harder to keep up with everything. And, and it makes you even like, do I really need to go back? Because <laughs> like, I think that they added a new story for Cassandra. They added a new story for Ezio. And they added a new story for Connor Ezio. from Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah. So they go back to their old games and add in DLC? Basically, that's what the VR game is. And it's oh. Your... Oh, 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 just in the VR game. Man, that's crazy. And that that kind of turns me off because at that point you're like everything's so spread out and then you don't know what they're gonna make important or canon in the future that yeah like like a case in point too another another example is like halo like when it originally was because was when it was the original truly with Bungie, it's like if you just play the games you know what's going on cool but there is some stories and books and stuff like that all around if you read those, like there's little nuggets in the game that's like, oh yeah, I know where that's from. But then Halo 4 came out, or no, no, more worse was Halo 5, when it was just like, oh yeah, Master Chiefs with, you know, Blue Team again, and here they are. Like, unless you read the books, like you don't know what's going on. And it was just like a slap in the face to just like regular fans. And it was just like, what? Who, who thought this was a good idea? So Keith, I wanted to ask you, so someone who doesn't know anything about Assassin's Creed, did like its standalone story grip you? Like, is it worth it? Or are you just kind of skipping? The like, are you talking about the future world story or the? No, no, no. Uh, like you just playing as you know your Alexios. That that was a hundred percent what I was invested in, and okay. I and I thought that was way more interesting. And that's what I um, like but, about but, this. But also, I mean, that's that again comes from not having played all the other ones. I if I had a deeper background of having played through these future stories a little more, I I'd be more engaged with it. I'm sure. But without having that experience, I can say that you don't have to have played the other ones and you can kind of let that part go to the side, I think, a little more. But that's what I like about these is just you have a bit of both worlds. It's like, hey, if you want to be a super fan, there's a continuing story that's going on. But, you know, if you're just a casual person, like you could just play the story that we're giving you and it's just as good. And I, I like that. I thought that's a really nice design to the story. But yeah, as far as the gameplay goes, you know, you're playing as a character you're, and it's this is a full action RPG. So you're starting as level one, leveling up, you get skill points. You have three separate skill trees, hunter, warrior, and assassin. You know, one's archery, the other one's, you know, frontal combat, and the other one's obviously assassinations. But, you know, you can kind of build your character in different ways. But I, I, I the skill tree to me, like, even though there's these three different branches, Who's building Hunter? Like it's just how you've obviously played this game a lot. Did you ever? Did you ever start a game? Go, I'm going Hunter build. It, it doesn't. It, it seemed odd to just be like, yeah, I'm just doing bows and arrows. But yeah, these skills I thought were nice, but I don't know the skill tree. I thought could be a little more interesting. Bows, bows and arrows are my friend. As a person whose favorite Far Cry is Primal, I will That's tell your, you that I have never heard anyone say Far Cry Primal is their favorite. Then they haven't played Far Cry Primal. I played but, about three hours and I went, yeah. <laughs> I have all the achievements for it, my dude. Wow. I love that game. They went out of their way and made their own language for that game. That's that's it's, effort. It, it was a cool idea, but I've like anyone I ever heard always had the same reaction of Primal just being, meh. Man, you're the first. Oh, I, I love being the first at things. <laughs> but yeah, for me, bows and arrows do it. And I do always just like you said, I go hunter. I try to get the the most damage. And if I don't go hunter, I try to always do 
what my number one game of all time taught me to do and be stealth, which, you know, that's Metal Gear. Yeah. Always be stealth. Stealth that's is your friend. And, and it's, and that'll help. Well, and, it's interesting. I think the, the hunter tree kind of gives you a little bit of both because you have the distance and I don't know, the AI in this game isn't always great at pathing. So if you're shooting them and they're running at you, you might, you might do all right. Or not might. I could see you doing extra all right, I should say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that also depends on if you're taking on like things on your level or if you're trying to take things that are higher level. Yeah, that's generally why I didn't like the bows and arrows, because I felt like that was the thing where you most noticed your lower levelness. Cause I feel like I could get by so obviously my main tree I always did was assassinations. I usually did poison. Because as long as you're doing damage over time on higher level enemies, you're whittling them down. You can take them out. And like, so that's what I usually did was majority of my points are assassin, a little bit in warrior. And I have like zero on hunter, but cause you know, this game, the combat actually is pretty nice. You know, you can parry, but the parry is very forgiving. It's, this is not dark souls where you have half a second, you know, to actually land that parry. No, you can activate parry and it gives you like two seconds. Like you have a pretty good gap as to when you can actually do that parry. And then of course, every once in a while, an enemy will turn red. It's an unparryable attack. You have to dodge. And if you dodge it correctly, it actually gives you like a few seconds of slowdown time, which is nice. But yeah, I thought the combat was really fun and interesting. And yeah, I just, you know, the skill, like I said, the skill tree to me was just kind of okay. It's almost there to be there because that's, it's a Ubisoft game. Yeah, it, you you need to level up. You need to spend more time in this game. But the leveling up, like I I like So I understand where you were coming from at the beginning, Javier, when you, you know, if you assassinate someone, you want it to be a one-hit kill. And I get that. And I do like that, but I also like the, how this game one of my biggest pet peeves in RPGs is when you level up, the enemies level up. And it's just like, well, what's the point of having a leveling up system like when the enemy's leveling up with me? But in this game, there's very specific areas saying, you know, this is level 12 to 13 or, you know, this area is 21 to 24. So you have an idea as to what your skill range needs to be, what your level, what your equipment needs to be to go to that area. I actually kind of prefer that method, but I do agree with you. I, if I assassinate someone, they need to be dead, but I at least like I know where I can go on the map. Yeah, but I, I, I can I can understand that and I would I would like that. I like that, too, but. If I, like I said earlier, if I'm assassinating someone, if I'm stabbing you straight in the throat, <laughs> in, in one of those most important veins, you know, you shouldn't be able to get up from that. And that's where I do find that Valhalla, Valhalla fixed it, where it's like they made it. They didn't fix it the best, but they made it like a quick time event. And if you fell it, it would ex you yeah. messed up some some point during the assassination. You messed up, and you only do certain damage. But if you get it right, then you can stab it. And 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 going on the leveling, something I did not like on Odyssey was the adaptive the adaptive difficulty. I don't know if you mess with that at all or no, I didn't but, see that. But if you have that on, it just kind of like it 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 makes everything a breeze, you know. And and I'm the type of guy that if I beat a game on normal, I'll tell you I beat it on normal. If I beat it on easy, I'll tell you I beat it on easy. And if I beat it on hard or anything harder than hard, I'll take pride. Yeah. But it's like, don't tell me I'm playing hard and then because I failed the mission five times in a row, give me that extra edge because. Oh, I didn't know it did that. Yeah, it has it, ha it has that adaptive difficulty and that almost affects me more than the 
levels. Because I can handle going to an area five, six levels higher than me. And at that point, I know that I'm taking that risk. And, yeah, you know, I'm most likely not going to succeed. But if I succeed, that's going to feel ten times better than if I did an area my level. And, and knowing I that... Think, sorry. I see where you're coming from. But, like, there's sometimes... There were some fights. Like, I felt like we're a slog. I felt like... like Specifically recently, I felt the, uh, I fought the legendary boar, uh, yeah. the Calamindrio. Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, you know what it is. The legendary boar, it, it, it was a long fight and I'm just wailing on the thing, wailing on the thing. And I literally got down to like an eighth of health and I died. And it was just like, my God, like some of those fights are just long and I can understand it then, but I also understand where you're coming from. I, I don't mind when a game says, hey, you f- you failed this a couple of times. Do you want us to lower it for this t- part? Like, it gives you that option. But well, that's one also of, kind of an insult. That's one of those rare fights that I will agree with you. But even on any difficulty in this game, the abilities are overpowered. Like, all you really need is that Spartan kick you get. Gosh, it's and with, so much fun, though. It's so it much. It never gets not fun <laughs> to Especially kick somebody off, off a boats. building. No, yeah, off like, a boat uh, is fun. <laughs> You could, the the insta kill ones are my favorite. Those are the ones that are just always the most fun. You just it, feel like Gerald Butler. This yeah, is Sparta. But, <laughs> but I, I think just about sixty to seventy percent of the time, my head inside my head, I was saying this is Sparta. Which um, you know that move was like straight up fan service, which is awesome oh, though. A hundred percent. It's it is one of those things that I'm like, ah oh, man, it, this isn't even like anything other than disingenuous and my gosh i i love every second yeah because it's like i've never heard hold oh, the spartans they're known for their legendary <laughs> kicks for their <laughs> yeah <laughs> did, did it most definitely it's definitely they were deadly but you really had to walk out just... to the bottom of their <laughs> foot <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that's it's definitely an overpowered ability because you could walk into a lot of high level areas and just just kick oh look off. at Look at me, climb onto the roof with me. This is Sparta. And the mission's <laughs> over, you know. <laughs> location, oh, yeah. location, location. Yep. But that's also too the the ship battle. So yeah, this one, like I said, it has like some elements of black flag. You know, you have your own little trium. Tirum? Trirum? Trirum. Trirum. I, I, I know. I always mispronounce them. I don't know if I'm playing it right. That's how I always say it though. I plead the but fifth. I, <laughs> but yeah, you can progressively upgrade it. You know, you got to collect those resources or spend money and get the resources quicker. You know, you can upgrade your ship. You have your crew. The battling in this system compared to Black Flag was just way simpler. It's literally shoot arrows, throw javelin, shoot arrows, throw javelin, ram. And ram. Yeah. And that's about it. And so it's just kind of like, eh. but uh, yeah, if you get a ship low enough, you can board them in which if you board them and wipe out the crew, you get extra resources, extra rewards. Your ship gets fully healed. And so you have these kind of little battles, but as simple as the ship battling was, I did have a lot of fun with it. It's like a fun change of pace kind of gameplay, not just you, you know, just regular sword fighting people. You can actually do a ship battle. So I enjoyed the ship battle of it. But yeah, that was always my favorite to do the Spartan kick because there's always the captain who's usually the highest level. And it's just like, eh, you're off the boat. I win. It's like, all right. Yep. The the one thing I did have a complaint about with the ships is I went to undock once and I ran into like three ships as it just auto drifted me from the dock. <laughs> and then fight. they just chased me indefinitely <laughs> until I died because I just couldn't get away. And I You went I to the Red not, Sea like Sea of Thieves? 
I didn't go to the Red Sea. I, I tried to just <laughs> see if I could get to my objective before and it would like go to a cutscene. It was also like my first ship battle, so I didn't necessarily or I didn't fully realize that I, if I could have got one of them, I probably could have got back to full health and all that. But yeah, I just I thought those the ship battles were pretty fun. But like one of the things that I I, I actually took a note on and I thought it was kind of interesting is is that unlike a lot of games with quests, like in to simplify it, say it's like a collect ten berries type of quest, and you already have a a thousand berries on you because why wouldn't you? And you go initiate that quest. You have to then leave, come back, or go like at least end the dialogue, then come back. What I thought was interesting, and and I only noticed it once, but I think it happened more than once, or it probably happens more frequently, is there was like a bandit camp that the person was going to ask me to take out. And as they start complaining about it, my character goes, oh, I bet you're going to tell me about that bandit camp up north. She's like, oh, yeah, it was. I took care of it. Don't worry. (laughs) And it just ended it right there. And it was like a really subtle, like quality of life thing that I thought was interesting about how they handled the dialogue and the gameplay that you could just sort of seamlessly complete things before you had to. Oh, that is cool. That is cool. There was also one instance where I found the brother of the person I was trying to find them for, and he was following me back. And then I initiated the dialogue and he's like, oh, my brother, I wish I could find him. Can you help me? So he's gone. And you can see him standing in the background of the dialogue. <laughs> like, hey, I'm here. I'm not I missing question- no more. I know what question you're talking about. I, I guess accepted that quest, but didn't do it. And then when I was like cleaning up my quest, I went back to it and he's like, can you find my brother? And I was like, yeah, he's dead. And the guy just yelled at me. I was no. like, oh, I guess well, I failed that. There was, there was two different ones with brothers. And interestingly enough, <clears throat> the carpenter These brothers. One, there's like a carpenter one where I went, I know your brother joined the pirates. And he was like, that's a lie. I hate you. I'm out of here. Because his brother just died and you didn't want to tell him or I didn't want to tell him. <laughs> so so then he just says I'm I'm done with you and I actually found him wandering around the city later on. Like I thought that was again a kind of a neat little touch of like he didn't want to join you, he just wanted to go off, but they kept him in the game. Which I got to say the AI in this game is weird. Like when you're exploring the cities, like I never the AI feels so incredibly lifeless in this game. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I just plow him over with my horse and everyone's just like, ah, and it's just like, okay. It's just, everyone's just like, are these, like the way they're designed, the way they move are just so like fake. I can completely agree with that. <laughs> and it's uh, almost like they only put the added extra little bit of love into the scripted quest characters where they get that extra bit of movement. Yeah. Which I got to say, like when it comes to... The AI and I guess even graphically of how they look, it's just everyone really blends in together. Like even when I'm doing the quest, I'm like, you're just like another dude in a toga. I'm like, did I did I ever talk to this guy? I, I can't tell. And then of course when they're telling me their names, I'm like, I I, I don't know that name. Okay. You're like know. you sound you. It's that it's that Greek names. I was just like, I'm really confused to who people are. Yeah, no, it's it, it for me it was like even the the shanties are in Greek. Which I'm like, they they sound really nice, but I'm like, I'm sure they'd hit harder if I knew what they were saying, kinda like in Black Flag. Yeah. I, I don't know. See, in a weird way, I kinda liked that aspect. Just as a weird touch on of audio. I, I liked that it was I had no idea what they were saying. I took it, like I said earlier, as 
maybe the animus not wanting to like translate it because they knew it was just like them singing or something where it's like oh the rest of the audio you got to know because you got to know what you have to do but this is just them going across the world so just enjoy it in the native tongue it's only wasting any resources on things it needs to do basically yeah, that's a good take. I actually yeah, like that, that. Yeah, that's a that's a clever theory. I like that. First good take you've had all night, Javier. That's oh, why, that's why we're pointing it out. That's one more good take than oh. what I had last time. So we're winning. <laughs> Keith out of nowhere, just dissing the special guest here. I love it. It was really, it was it. really more because of the way that we said it. That's why I thought it was funny. We were like, wow, that was actually a really good take. We've <laughs> never had any. <laughs> Don't worry, I get those a lot those, more often on those. the podcast I do too, dude. They're like, you had a good one that time. And I'm like, hey, let's give them a round of applause, everyone. <laughs> Way to actually show up to the podcast tonight. Oh, but the other uh, new gameplay element I actually forgot too is the uh, conquest battles, which, you know, as Javier said, this is during the Peppalonian Wars between Spartan and Athens. And every region is controlled by either one of the countries. And, you know, as. You are doing your things, and if you start assassinating people of that nationality, it weakens their grip on that region, and eventually a conquest war could go on, and you could choose which side to fight for. But yeah, the conquest fights are a cool idea, but after I've did like three or four of them, I'm like, I'm okay not doing these anymore. <laughs> They're good rewards, though. I can, yeah, the- I, I can see that, because I only did the first one. And I thought it was cool, but I could see it getting repetitive. But it was a bummer because, on the other hand, the, one of our classic bring-ups is it had a Dynasty Warriors feel to it. And that yeah. it didn't have as many enemies that I was fighting all at once, but it was that idea of like clearing an area, trying to whittle down the the you know the defenses and all of that thing, those types of things. Or and again, Shadows of Mordor, you know, taking down towers, weakening the area before you can initiate these bigger battles. I, I just, yeah, I could see where they fall a little bit flat as you keep doing them over and over again. Well, we keep bringing up Shadow of Mordor. For me, I'm not, I'm not playing Shadow of Mordor. I'm playing Shadow of War, which is like the sequel. And yeah. Oh, the, I always mix them up, but yeah. Yeah, the taking over the castles definitely feels a lot like the, the side battles here in Odyssey versus the Spartans of the Athens. The only upside I see to those is that you can play both sides, so you can try and get both rewards if you really want. Yeah, but but Which, yeah, you know all the endings. Is there any is there any weight to who owns regions or anything like that? Out of all the things that you would think that affect the ending, that is not one of them. <laughs> it's, it's it's mostly who you choose to kill or not kill, and some of the people on how you choose to take them on or off you know okay. well that's it so that's an interesting thing is i liked how this had these little branches but i personally didn't feel like it did a good enough job of letting me know when i was at a branching moment and it was important because I, so i was always worried like i don't know am i gonna choose the wrong thing yeah no for me it wasn't super obvious but you can always kind of tell when there is one i don't know how you guys how far you guys I, are in well, I noticed there was the icons and I and I and I saw the tooltip that explains which each icon means and they're fairly self-explanatory too. They do a pretty good job of making them fairly recognizable. But yeah, outside of that, I didn't it didn't tell me like this is definitely a branching moment. It was just like a hey, here's a different way you can approach this. And I 
always tried to get with Odessa every single time. I don't know if you guys are doing that with Cassandra, but every yeah. time I was like, hey, Odessa, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> your character that, could not be any more thirsty. It was, it oh, was yeah. another one of those like super cringy moments in the yeah. dialogue, but also made me laugh every single time because I was like, I don't, so I don't out know left why. Field. It this is, girl's but, just like, please help me find my ancestor. And you're like, I'd like oh, to bad. find your, your parts to get into. And it's like, Whoa. I'd like to find something else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like, like, you're not even being subtle. You're not even like trying to be nice first. And then she's like, well, help me fu- do this thing. And, you know, then we can talk. He's like, all right. Well, I'll, I like, guess I'll right. do that. And <laughs> if I have to help you, if you're so worried about your dying dad, I guess I'll that try was- to help him stop dying. And then maybe we can talk about it. That, that that brings me to one of like the stories I have with one of my co-hosts, uh, oh, Jordan. Oh, no, you also are thirsty with them? <laughs> no, 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 no. But like, that's the reason I've been a hundred percenting of the 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 new trilogy, is because I told him I could do it faster than he could, and then to get back at me, he a hundred percented Lego Star Wars before I could. Come and on. now I, I don't want to go back to Lego Star Wars right now, but that's a story for later. But is it the Luke Skywalker <laughs> trilogy too? <laughs> Yeah. Oh and god. He, he went way and beyond to knock me out of my high horse. It took some time to 100% that game. Yeah. But that reminds me like on his playthrough he would explain that he was just playing as thirsty as he could. And they're like if they offer I'm there. And I'm like, <laughs> well, that Lego in Lego Star Wars. No, no, in uh, <laughs> Odyssey. I mean, if you could do that in Lego Star Wars, that deserves a different rating, you know what I'm saying? What up, Chewy? <laughs> hey, girl, you want to click some bricks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that game got real adult. <laughs> yes, yes, it did. Especially when you got the Kashyyyk. You have a child that's literally just a, a yellow brick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. and, and that was strange to me, because even though I was playing to, as Cassandra, I was like, I wasn't necessarily going for everyone. You missed out. I did, I guess. You got to shoot your shots. 100% of the shots you don't take. Uh, (laughs) uh, Curtis in our Discord here asked, why haven't there been an Asian-themed Assassin's Creed? There's plenty of history enough for a main game. I know that's like people's biggest complaint. I mean, they did make one, Assassin's Creed China, which was one of those weird 2D games. The uh, next one. Yeah. The next one's Japan. The next one. Yeah, but it, which but still very different. But I mean, obviously, I was wrong. I I guess I thought Black Flag was. and nope, depending is like uh, Caribbeans. Yeah, oh, okay. and depending on where you stand, there's some controversy regarding the new Assassin's Creed Red, which is I, I believe is the codename for the Japan one. I thought it was Jade. Jade, there you go. Yeah, sorry. See, there's Red and Jade. There's two of them. And the the controversy is that they're basing it on the first real-life black samurai. And they're like, oh, why wouldn't you just make an Asian character? And I'm like, to me, that's this, that's just them marrying the concept of how they use history to build a cool-ass narrative in a game and cool systems and stuff. So I'm like, yeah. for me, there's no controversy. But there, there, there is some controversy depending I mean, on what part of the internet you're yeah on. i understand like if because i mean when it comes to like japanese history and especially like during like the feudal era like it's awesome like i don't know javier did you ever see blue-eyed samurai netflix i i've, I've dabbled in it when the kids aren't around oh, it is so good yeah definitely not a show to watch in front of kids there's a lot of nudity in it 
But yeah, when it comes to like ancient like Japanese culture and you know their nationalism and stuff, it's it's a really interesting period. And I guess to have like the first original black samurai, that's a cool concept. But I think that's the thing is like if a lot of people don't understand the context of it, they think it would just Ubisoft being like, yeah, we're just gonna throw a black character in an Asian yeah, country. They, they it's think it's like, woke. And, yeah, and then it's like, okay, I could see how like people would accuse that of like pandering and kind of stuff like that. So, Which, if know. there wasn't actual history to back it up, I could understand. Yeah, but if there's actual history to back it up, then I think it makes sense. And and, and it's weird because on one hand, I can also see like you know if you're going to set the the story there, you want the main character be of that origin and of that culture. But at the same token, from what I've gathered in Odyssey, and I suspect throughout them, is that. While you are the main character, there's a lot of main characters. And so you're not, you know, dismissing the culture that it's set in and just saying, ah, like everybody is, you know, yeah, as a black character or just like trying to pull in like all these different things that don't make sense. They're taking a culturally, historically accurate thing and embodying it. And so I I think that makes sense. And that's cool. Well, well, even then, you got to think we don't have a real life animus we don't know what this person was like or what their character was like but so at the end of a real life animus well, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day all we know is that this samurai existed and they're basing it off that so we sure. don't we don't know what we're getting and then yeah for me if if you really want to be like well where is there a real life more simulation style game for that go play ghost of tsushima you know that that game's amazing for that if you want more historical context more cultural context more all of that but yeah assassin's creed has never been fully on that that's yeah as i I mentioned earlier too of like yeah this is fictionalized (laughs) yeah no and as i mentioned at the beginning they don't it's like a hodgepodge right now they don't know what to lean into because they want to please the history crowd. They want to please. They, they want to have good gameplay. They want to have a good narrative that surprises people. That isn't just things that happen throughout history, and and that's a hard puzzle to figure out. And they want to milk your money, most definitely. Even dude, even on Avatar being an Ubisoft game, they have the same store as in uh, Odyssey and Valhalla with the cosmetics. And I'm like, you don't need it. You you don't need it. But people buy it. Come on, Javier, admit how much did you buy in the Avatar game? Actually, the Avatar game. I just bought the Avatar game. Oh, but, so far. But for for Odyssey and Valhalla, I have bought weapons. I did buy the time saver packs. Like, I don't mind disclosing these things. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not who <laughs> I used sorry. to be. I'm not shaming you. I mean, on a, on a quick side note, I won't go too far into it. But from what I gather, at least the way that they work in Odyssey, you you're buying a an item that isn't just a look, it also has different stats. It it actually has a, you know, you're building a set or you have a set item that, you know, gives you different boosts and you can kind of play your game differently on it. It's not just a cosmetic, right? It That is true, but that also leads into the aspect of pay to win. Which is a hundred percent, but in a, in a completely solo game, I don't care about pay to win. Like it's, Same, yeah. I don't want to do it personally in most cases, although I did in one of the Forza Horizon games, best decision I ever made. I just, I don't know. I generally don't care about pay to win when it comes to solo player, at least. If you, if that's how you want to play it, then I think that that's cool with me. And, uh, yeah. Forza Horizon. I'm like making fun of you, Javier. Like, I, 
I, I generally don't care either. as long as it's a single player and it is just like your own game like whatever it's just it, it's to me personally like if i have a game and it actually adds those things for me yeah i'm going to collect all those random trinkets but if like a game like this where it's like yeah you got to pay to find the guy then it's like no but no. yeah as far as single player goes and pay to win like whatever if you want to spend your money whatever it, i think i shout out to Squidco on the on the game pass Pack discord but he brought it up with a recently i was talking with him about a yakuza and how they blocked the the new game plus behind a $15 oh, extra yeah, and the deluxe yeah, it's and, a, like a dragon yeah and and at the end of the day that's that's pretty scummy and that's the way i see the ubisoft thing cuz at the end of the day they made a whole game that they technically should want you to play yeah but they're going hey what if you had these better stats on these weapons to play it faster what if you had that thousand iron that you need to build that next upgrade? And it feels like they're just praying because I didn't buy any of those upgrades, but they're praying on a lot of people that don't have that self-discipline or maybe can't don't realize that you could just earn that in the game with time. Yeah. And that just seems scummy. And regardless of whether it's single player or multiplayer, if it's scummy, it's scummy. And it does affect everyone less if it's single player. I completely 100% agree with that. But it doesn't take the scumminess away. I mean, I feel like it's also more preying on adults with kids. You know, yes. time is becoming more and more valuable. And it's like, hey, if you really want to beat this game, we can make it faster if you pay us. You know, if you're a college kid, you have all the time in the world. So it's just like, whatever, I'll do this. But yeah, if you're a parent, you're like, oh, I want to get through this game faster. Yeah, because, I mean, time to beat for Assassin's Creed is not short. You're looking between 45 and a half hours to 84 and a half if you want to do main and side stories. So, yeah, it takes a lot of time for this game. And that's also how Origins and Valhalla are as well. These are hefty games. And it feels like, like to what you said, it, it feels like if you're a parent, you almost have to make it your exclusive game. Yeah. You know, because it's like, you know. Even with one kid, depending on any number of kids is a challenge. (laughs) So that time is limited. It is. Yeah, I was uh, thinking about how I want to play this again, but I just don't know if I have time. I mean, you've been playing so much Pal World. True. I do want to do Pal World. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, we kind of gloss over graphics and audio. Is there much more to say? Graphics, oh, right? I, I, one of the things I liked about the audio, actually, because you always ask me about music, and I, I, after four years, I still don't never remember the music. I actually liked that there was points because I pointed this out in the Senua trailer too, where there's just no music; it's just complete audio of the world around you. And then you get into like a fight, and then the music kicks in, or different, you know, areas, events, whatever. But there's just long stretches of time where you walk around the world, and you just hear birds chirping, and you hear wolves howling, and and nature and i and i appreciated that actually a lot yes it puts you in the world for sure <laughs> i will say graphically i love love the designs of the cities to me it, it, like this is i generally love this period and i just love the the culture and the architecture and they do a great job like seeing all these greek god statues you know like the flowers everywhere the like actual art the vases everywhere i you know graphically i really like this game I thought the character, some of the character models, as I said before, was kind of wonky. But besides that, you know what I really liked was the eyes. At least in like your character, 
we talk about this sometimes, like how the eyes can get yeah. a little bit weird, but they were super expressive in a way that I didn't think they made it feel uncomfortable or like too over generated. I feel like didn't hit the belly. I feel like that's thanks to the mocap they did for the game because there's a lot of mocap with the the main characters, so they put that extra. But but that goes back to saying um, it feels like on the main characters or the or the quest characters they put that extra little tidbit of love and care but then you look at everybody else in the city yeah. and it's like what is going on here yeah they're like staring off into the distance as you talk to them but I, then you I look think the, i think the, the worst models are the children oh yeah but i feel like just that's just because there's not a lot of kids in games <laughs> <laughs> yeah if it's motion capture that would make sense to probably harder to to make that happen so but yeah, achievements. As far as achievements go, it's fine. It's an Ubisoft game. You're going to get a good amount of them just beating the story. But, you know, also with the Ubisoft game, they do have some fun achievements that you kind of strive for and try to do. You know, like like cleaving a ship in half with an all-female crew. Like there's some kind of goofy ones, of course, but then there's also completing all of the underground caves, which I asked Javier before we recorded this, that I guess there's like 25 of them. I, I thought for sure there was like 100 plus because this map is huge. So it's like, God, there must be just a ton of caves everywhere. But yeah, there's there's a handful of collecting everything, but or getting your character up to level 50, which, oh, there was another thing. This game also now lets you create your own missions and stories. And so I saw some people created XP farms. None of them were crazy. I tried like three different ones and none of them were super crazy. Like, it's not like, oh, I beat this one mission. It gave me a billion XP. I'm now level 50. But they were at least still kind of relatively quick. But <clears throat> I didn't care to do that many of them. But uh, yeah. Oh, but Javier, since you're here, you know, I always try to do this segment, but we obviously don't do as many DLCs. So you have played all the DLCs for this game. Uh, are the DLCs worth it? Can you give a quick ranking of them? Like, are they like what one's better than the like? If someone was getting one of the DLCs, is there one that's just worth your time? Or, or if all- you're getting one, get Fate of Atlantis because that actually closes out the story of Odyssey. That's the third ending. Like I, I told you guys, there's there's three endings to this game, and unfortunately, two of them are gated behind DLC. And even more unfortunately, if you really want to make sense of the story, all three are needed. Make sense of the main story of Odyssey? Not the main story of Odyssey, but like the overarching story of Assassin's oh, the Creed. Yeah, the future story. Uh, for for example, spoilers, if you don't want to listen to this, <laughs> click off now. For example, <laughs> the the Hidden Ones, the first DLC, had a lot of controversy behind it too for the fact that it puts you in a hetero relationship and this is a role-playing game. But that one forces you to have a kid and that kid links up. His name is uh, Aleptilos and he is related to Aya, which is one of the main people in Origins. So it, it links the lineage between Cassandra and the people in Origins and everything going on. Because like I said earlier in the episode when we started, this game technically takes place first in the new trilogy of games, even though Origins was first. In the timeline, this would take place first. Because it's way before all the ancient Egypt stuff and the pyramids and, you know. And it's kind of weird that they did that, but it, it, 
it, it works. And then in that way, that's where you get your second ending, where you find all that out. And in the Faith of Atlantis, not only do you, it, is it, because the both DLCs are kind of repetitive in what they have you do. And in the Faith of Atlantis, at least you have more of a different backdrop. Like you go to Elysium, which is paradise, and you take up a you you know you you're training to use the the staff of Hermes, is which is the fate of Atlantis is teaching you to do, and you go to Elysium, you take down I, f- I believe it's per Persephone I don't know how to say her name Persephone there you I, that might be it we'll go with that <laughs> but then you go to Hades and you take down the man himself you take down Hades really then you go. Then, you know, Poseidon saves your ass and you go to Atlantis and you got to save Atlantis. And uh, that, that's a lot of spoilers, but there's actually a lot of more story to that beyond what I said. It's like fully embodied all of the Greek gods. I thought it actually, and, and it's weird because you're traveling back in time through some weird DNA thing, but I like didn't figure they put and, actual Greek gods into the game. That's cool. I, and this game gets weird, Keith, as I said. I, I mean, it makes sense I, from what we've talked about. But yeah, I, I still haven't gotten into any of that stuff. For me, the biggest sin of this game is that, you know how I'm talking about Atlantis and all that on the second DLC, right? Yeah. That 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 technically happened. You learn about all this during the first ending where you are made to hunt these mythical creatures to unlock the gateway to even... Find out, because Nikolai isn't your real dad. You find out who your real dad is. You get the staff of Hermes, and then it ends there. You also find out everything that, like, you find out all the choices you made and what they caused. And did you guys make it off of uh, the first island and go back? Yeah. Yeah. I saved saved that family, which I was like, I probably shouldn't have. Um, well, you saved make sure game. make sure you go back if you keep playing Odyssey. This, this, well, I, this I thing. went back, yeah, because like the guy told me, like, dude, he's like, man, that island got devastated, and I went back there, but it like didn't trigger anything. It Too just bad. piles of bodies expecting. everywhere. Being yeah. <laughs> but I was expecting someone to be like, hey, your friend's dead or something like that. Was that yeah, the no, wrong but... choice? Should I have should I have slaughtered that family? You should have, because it's they had children. They... It's like. How can well, I think about slaughtered children. Think, think about it. You, you would have killed four people, I but you would have saved. It's like that thing where it's like the greater the good. Yeah. The train track, yeah. It's would like the, you, would you move the train track to sit, to kill one person if which you is, save four people in doing it? Which is crazy when you think that a lot of people might just listen to that same audio you said and oh yeah, the, the island got dead, and they might never go back, and they'll never see what the consequence of their choice was, which is pretty pretty freeing when you think about how handholdy games can be yeah but if i had to pick a favorite dlc it would definitely be the fate of atlantis it has a lot more going to it than the 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 hidden ones but the hidden ones is how the bureau of assassins was formed because that's what they are called at the beginning they're called the hidden ones and you learn that in origins i've always heard mixed reviews of like the ubisoft dlc stuff like and so that's why to me I was like, I've never been interested in buying them, so that's why I was curious to get your take on them. I because I mean I, is it is it essentially you are still doing the same thing? Uh, like it's still the same kind of gameplay of you being in a new area just assassinating people and whatnot. For the most part, but for example, in like the fate of Atlantis, eventually you like bump into these units which I referred to as Iron Men <laughs> because. 
once they spot you, they can instantly teleport you, teleport to you, and they basically have that uh, beam blast Iron Man has from his hands. Yeah. And that almost one-shots you regardless of what level you are. So it's like... Oh, so you got to be more stealthy with them? You definitely... They try to enforce more stealth. They try to enforce less killing since it's a simulation. You're trying to be trained. But it's still very fun. Did you? Well, I assume you did actually. Speaking of just things, and we were going on a while, the like exploration mode. I thought I didn't even look too far into it, but that's just kind of like a what, like a slow pace, like explore the world of Assassin's Creed without the combat, basically. No, I I, I believe what you're referring to is actually the mode where <clears throat> they had this in Origins too, but it takes you to the world and it teaches you about it so i didn't yeah it's an educational tool like a yeah lore. yeah yeah it, not, it seems super interesting i just didn't go far into it and that's the thing it looked like there was no combat or anything right that's the thing keith the lore is just the lore of earth <laughs> it just teaches <laughs> it just teaches you about ancient greece civilization <laughs> was that the game we talked about earth lore yeah like for example i have this one I have less in my mind because I was just trying to get the achievements. But in Origins, <laughs> for example, it takes you through the process of mummification. Yeah. So you go and step in front of a NPC and they're doing the first step. And then it'll be like, oh, this is, this is, this is, da-da-da-da-da about mummification. Then you go to the next step. So it's just teaching you, but it's using Assassin's Creed as a teaching tool instead of Game murder of simulation. <laughs> it's a murder simulator which, or yeah, a history tool. Just Which is cool, him. but it's also kind of weird. Isn't this an M-rated game? So like, yeah, there's like, no, there's no. Practice I don't know who they're trying to that. teach. Yeah, no, I agree yeah. with you. It's, it's not like, a, like my kids are like, yeah, Dad, let's pop on the yeah, hey, the Assassin's like, Creed. The, the pop Southern on down Baptist to the couch. Let's play just Assassin's decided Creed. to use Doom as a uh, <laughs> teaching tool. Teaching tool just like demons. <laughs> like a demonology teaching tool they're like if you want to be a ghost hunter this is this type of demon you want to use holy water Go and play doom you need a <laughs> but no it's 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 definitely weird but again i don't know why but origins is more clear in my mind when it comes to that thing and as much as i hate to admit it my kids were in the room when i watched that at least my eldest was and at least in that context i could be like oh this this actually happened they did Pull your brain out through your nose. <laughs> that's mummification, yeah. kid. And in a way, that seems more gruesome than what the game is showing. Because <laughs> you know, it's like an actual thing. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that it's there. But uh, all right, but let's get into our final thoughts here. I guess, I guess I'll go last since I'm taking Liz's place, and I gotta read Metacritic. <laughs> Keith, go first. Assassin's Creed is really cool. It's a lot of fun. It. From a, you know, as I've mentioned throughout the episode, not a big background with Assassin's Creed. I think you can easily pick this up at any point. I think if I had accidentally picked up Valhalla, I'm sure I, I you know, and obviously Javier would agree with me or and back me up on this, but I'd have different things to talk about. But at the end of the day, I think the biggest thing that I'd be talking about differently is like the storyline is I wouldn't be talking about the same characters. The gameplay is consistent. It It's probably improved over the years. There's just a lot of good things to it. Coming from a standpoint where I, and I, again, I mentioned it throughout the episode is that I was a shadows of war shadows of Mordor. And I know they're just two games, but I played the crap out of those games and I would still pick them up. And from a 
action RPG stealth style game, I think I would still prefer those. But at the end of the day, these these games are a ton of fun. Or I assume the other ones are. I liked all the <laughs> collecting aspects of finding all the different gear and having these these you know kind of RPG elements. Even if I felt like I wasn't necessarily using all of them, just having that aspect to it felt like it was a lot of fun. And like any Ubisoft game, I think Far Cry is another one, right? Because I that's yep, another that's one I've, series. I've played. There's just so many collectibles that it. It has that weird element that if if you're kind of like myself, you're like, oh, it's no, it'll take me two minutes to walk over here and collect this thing, and then well, now I'm three minutes to walk over this thing, and it will just it will sink your time just on that aspect alone. But overall, the combat's fun. We didn't touch a lot on the graphics, but I liked the environments of this game. I I like Andrew. I love you know old mythology and and things like that. So I I like being in this world. Yeah, I I just I don't really have a lot of bad things to say about it. I don't think it's a game that I'll go back to because it's just it's so much time and such a time sink, but it's it's a ton of fun. And if you like assassin style or stealth style games, if you're familiar with the play style and you've just never checked it out, it, it's worth a check out on Game Pass. Definitely do it. I think I I I I'd place it as a solid eighty eight. Yeah. That's great, dude, an eighty eight. Hell yeah. That mine's gonna be a little bit lower, but that doesn't mean I hate the game. It does please. It is No 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 she's not here. She does every she's not here. She... person who made the game, you hate their families if you don't like the game. No <laughs> But no, for me Assassin's Creed Odyssey is the best of what the new trilogy can offer. As a fan of the older trilogy, even after playing the newer games makes it worth your time to play through it most of the side quests have a beginning a middle and an end no cliffhanger if you're invested in a side quest and you beat it you're going to get a mostly most of the time like an 85 percent of the time you're going to get an emotional resolution to what you are doing it does try to bite too many apples for my liking <clears throat> especially with the with the choice making which leads to alternative endings, which does it, it, it takes like a bite out of mass effect, but unlike mass effect, it doesn't make it clear that it's going to do that. Mm. So it, it, it feels like if you're not going in aware of that, then you're, it's kind of disrespecting your time because it is a very long game, even for just the base game without DLCs, it's very long. And if you're, especially if you're trying to, I didn't do everything. I have all the achievements. I did not do everything. That's a, two different stories. And it, it's just a very wonderful game. And what they put love into, they put love into. And the parts that they didn't, you can mostly ignore. And for me, this game is a solid 80 on the compared to all the Assassin's Creed's and everything on the skill. It, it's going to be an 80 for me. And what carries it for me is actually the the main base base. The main base game story story that's what carries it for me i really enjoyed it i was a lot of people would disagree but i was enthralled by it knowing what cassandra was going to get up to because i picked cassandra also and how she was going to deal with the revelation she learns along the way and i like that for the most part they respect the choices you make that i really liked and 
what else can I say? Go go play this game before it's put on Ubisoft Plus, and then well, <laughs> it's not on Game Pass. Yeah. Like all I can hope is Ubisoft Plus fails because the amount of times uh-huh. I've considered playing fifteen dollars that I shouldn't pay because it should just be on Game Pass. They just want extra money to play Mirage is ridiculous. So yeah. go pl- go play Odyssey. <laughs> I know I said eighty, but if if for me it's an eighty, if you're a newcomer, it's a solid. 88 like Keith or like a 90. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's the interesting perspective is because you have the whole breadth of the the series. You have a different comparison on it, but just myself having like such a small take on it. It's, I think that's where, cause you're basically giving it an 88, but anyhow, I, I, I respect your score. Thank you. I, I respect second yours. Good take up here. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm two for two, baby. <laughs> <laughs> for me, to me, I, I'm going to give this an 83. It's, it is, you know, to me, it's very much an Ubisoft game. So right off the bat, if you don't like Ubisoft, you don't like Assassin's Creed, this game's not going to change your opinion on it. But as far as I said, like Assassin's Creed goes, you know, Black Flag was probably my favorite. This one is, you know, a close second. I, you know, I have a lot of fun with the Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I, you know, I like the lore. I like the environment. The story, I think, is... It's nice, but it's just not gripping me. Because also, dude, since this game is so big and hefty, I think I end up kind of forgetting what's going on in the story because you get a story element, but then it's like, well, now I'm going to start sailing and collecting cave stuff. And you end up spending multiple hours just doing random hodgepodge stuff. And then it's like, well, here's another story element. And I'm like, I kind of forgot what's going on. I've been, you know, shooting goats with arrows so I can get some skins. (laughs) But uh, so, so something that, like the pacing of it can be kind of weird, but yeah, graphically it's it's really nice. The environments, some of the character models are kind of weird. You see a lot of reused NPCs and enemies, but you know, if you like this time period, as I said, if you know the as the three trilogy games of Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, if you only have time for one because these are hefty games, just pick the one that you're more interested in the lore, and you're not going to go wrong. They're they're all very fun. Yes. Uh, but yeah, this is me in eighty three. But uh, yeah, as far as Metacritic sco- go, uh, score goes for review for critics, it's 83. And for user score, it's 6.6. 6. Which is kind of surprising. That is that actually is that low. That is pretty but, surprising. Yeah. But I did not really look at any people's really complaints. I mean, there's a lot of French complaints. But uh, <laughs> a lot of people complained about the grindiness of it, actually, that I'm saying. The yeah, French were true. like, the French were like, Unity was better. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, that's your French impersonation. <laughs> that's what I could come up with at the time. I'm sorry, I didn't. You know, I, uh, it was horrible. GP, oh GB does an accent, <laughs> likely offensively. No, 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 no. With all love. <laughs> oh, I don't mean like you mean in, to be offensive. I just. <laughs> <laughs> We're so bad at it. Oh yeah, that's probably offensive. Yeah, that I wasn't very good at it. I, I, I didn't mean you did it intentionally. No, but wouldn't it be weirder if I sat there and I had the perfect French accent for that, no reason? That'd be so impressive. You just started like just you fully spoke French. That'd be cool. Je m'appelle Javier and toi. Bring us, bring us some Greek. That's what I want. Because no, I'm good. I'm good. Malaka. <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotta beep that now. Great. That's like a third swear now. Come on. No, I failed. <laughs> and now you're off. This was your last episode. It was great having you have here. <laughs> all right. But yeah, let's wrap it up here. Thank you all so much for joining. Thank you again, Javier. 
If you want more content, we did start our Patreon program. I thank you so much to Javier here. He was my first Patreon, and now it's like, well, now we got to commit to this. Support so, uh, the things you love. Yep. So we have our first episode of Overwatch 2. We are probably going to do some smaller bite-sized episodes with me and Keith, just covering some games that we've downloaded and you know we just discuss. But yeah, we'll, we'll get more episodes on there very soon. So check out GamePassGrabBag.com. You'll see all our links, including the link to our Patreon. Please support us. We always appreciate it. Just listen to us here supporting us. So thank you so much for tuning in. But yeah, I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can find me next week Live Firebird 1952 Make sure you join our Discord. It's a fun time. Easier. It's way easier to recommend games on there. It's because it's easier for me to keep track. But yeah, give us your game suggestions. But Keith, take it away. Review. Give our rev- listener request AS score. Thank you. I'm going to need you. To- Yes, I'm going to need you first. to give me a name, so because I've I've forgotten. Yeah, username Fireball. Okay, Fireball. Close to Firebird. Kind of a hit. Kind Overall, ninety four. <laughs> Assassin's Creed was a lot of fun. I was glad I got to pick up the series again because I kind of knew what I was getting into, but I I had a lot more fun than I was expecting. And so, good suggestion. Javier, thank you again so much for joining us. Please tell everyone where they can find you. I'm Javier. You can find me on Xbox at Well at Seal. And uh, you can also listen to the shenanigans of me and my basically two long life best friends, Jose and Jordan on Earth Talk Plus. But if you're coming from here to there, it's a completely different environment. <laughs> it's uncensored. We say really weird shenanigans. It's recorded very late at night <laughs> under the influence of alcohol. <laughs> and so just be ready for that. But we do talk games. We do talk movies. We do talk music and anything nerdy you might like. It's not for kids. And we do sell this show a lot. <laughs> Every time I'm like, man, Game Pass grab bag, man. They were talking about this. You guys should listen to them. And, and actually, I got Bashy on. Bashy loves you guys. I'd be seeing them liking your Facebook posts. You'd be like, oh, thank yes. you. I did something. <laughs> if I did one thing, I did something. <laughs> yeah, you're, you've always been our biggest supporter. We greatly appreciate you. Well, but, uh, I appreciate anyway, you guys. Thank you all for joining us. We love you all. We'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God.